Welcome to the Novel Universe with your hostesses, Ashley and Dawn. We rate and review the newest and most buzzworthy books. We are true book club girls who don't always agree, but do enjoy a good book discussion. I'm Ashley, the fantasy architect. And I'm Dawn, the criticizer of books. Grab your favorite beverage and come and enjoy our universe. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Novel Universe with your hosts, Dawn and Ashley. And today's book will be The Only One Left by O'Reilly Sager. If you are new here, hello. Uh, Ashley and I, we review uh, buzzy books. We do not talk about them before we do the podcast. And so it is a shock as to what we each thought of the book when we get here, just like it is a shock for you. We will start off with a spoiler-free edition, so you do not have to worry about spoilers. And then we will let you know when we go into spoilers. Before we begin, I do want to let you know that our next book will be Divine Rivals. Rivals? That's not the title. Divine (laughs) Rivals by Rebecca Ross will be September's book. Most of you have probably already read it, and we are excited to talk about it. All right. Before we start, Mm -hmm. let's go over what The Only One Left is about. This description is long as hell, so I'm going to like you know, do some stuff. Okay. At 17, start that over. At 17, Lenora Hope hung her sister with the rope, now reduced to a schoolyard chant, which is, what is it, Ashley? Which is, stabbed her father with a knife, took her mother's happy life. The Hope family murder shocked the main coast one bloody night in 1929. And then, here's where I come in and just do my own little, my own little overview and then a new nurse comes in to care for Lenora she's old now and she's had a stroke and she cannot speak or talk or she can't speak or talk she cannot speak she cannot move and uh, her name is Kit Kit is her new caregiver Kit has her own secrets and when she gets there she gets kind of obsessed with the whole hope murders and she tries to solve the murders herself all right Mm -hmm. Ashley, what did you rate the only one left? Um, I think, uh, so I'm a little torn. I'm a little torn because my first impression of the book was higher of a rating. And then when I actually like went through like piece by piece a little bit, I was like, "Mm, I don't know if it's that high for me personally. I gave this book a 375. 375. Well, I gave it a 275, and I did not have to think about it. I immediately knew that I did not like it. (laughs) Have you read a Riley Sager book? Because apparently he is, you either love him or you hate him. Like, his books are all over the place. I have not. I have not. But there was, his last one was the only one in the water or something. I haven't read anything. Wasn't it about a house across the street? I don't know. No, it was a water one. The house in the water? I think that's what it was. Something or... I feel like the cover was green. Yeah, I feel like I need to just, like, pull it back up real fast because I... The house across the lake. Yeah. That was the last one. So, yeah. There are a bunch of people saying that this book is, like, very, like, Verity vibes, almost. We'll talk about it. I feel like... I don't know. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Let's talk about it. All right. Let's talk about what we didn't like. Yeah, let's go with what we did not like. What was the first thing you didn't like? 
Um, the first thing I didn't like is that um, maybe this is just me, but like if you're a caregiver, right, there's a lot of things that you have to do that are not pleasant, not kind, like it's very degrading to the person that, that like you're giving the care to because like they're literally subject to like you having to wipe their butts, like changing them, all of this stuff. There were a few times where I felt like Kit, our main protagonist, where it was like uncomfortable, like she was uncomfortable to do these acts like for them. Like it, it was like, it made it weird. I don't know. Like I just kind of got this weird vibe about, um, it's like she's a caregiver, but like, why is this scene uncomfortable? Like, why is this uncomfortable? Like, I don't know why. Like, it's just, I don't know if like he didn't know how to write that part or whatever, but it's like. I think it was like, specific to Lenora. I think she was afraid of her and she didn't want to yeah. touch her. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know because I feel like when we learn about some of Kit's like other patients that she's had before I didn't get that vibe from them like I didn't get the like there's this weird uncomfortableness like to it you know and I think he was trying to portray that because like Lenora's supposed to be like a killer you know it's mm-hmm. whatever um I don't know I guess sometimes I just I think it went a little too like far I don't know it's just that's one thing that stood out to me. Okay. Like, what's something you didn't like? Um, I didn't, the, the, sh- okay, so when you said people are comparing the severity, this is where I'm going to chime in on that. What mm-hmm. he does not do as well as Colleen Hoover is he does a lot of tell and no show. So we kept hearing how Lenora is manipulative, she's scary, but we just kept being told that and not one time did I ever feel threatened by her or mm-hmm. I didn't feel like she was unreliable. Whereas in Verity, we have the exact same situation where we have a person who cannot speak, they cannot move. But I was like, oh, um, Verity is, I'm, I don't know about her. She was a very much an unreliable person. Whereas yes, Lenora, yeah, Lenora, not so much. Yes. Yes. I think I would agree with you there because it was, again, like, I know, like, people are comparing it to that, and it's because Colleen did a better job. Like, I was, th- like, I felt threatened by Verity. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, what is this girl going to do? Yeah. And I kept waiting for, like, that to happen with Lenora because I feel like it would have spoke to who she is, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um but it's like we didn't get that and so I, I kept like waiting for like the ball to drop and I'm like no no we're still not gonna get it even with like creepy sounds you know people moving around we're not gonna no yeah. that's not her <laughs> yeah uh, yeah I I wish that my other thing that I did not like about this book is that I wish that um, maybe we played a little bit like that. The house wasn't given as much of a creepiness as I hoped we were going to get. Mm-hmm. It was like borderline. We didn't quite cross that line. It was just more of like, Oh, I woke up this morning and my bed was slanting, you know, a little bit slanting a little bit. Oh, we lost a few more tiles on the ground. And I'm like, get this like ginormous mansion, which was built in the 1920s. Like whatever. 
for this very rich family is now deteriorating, right? And so, first of all, why are we still living in this building when it's crumbling to pieces? But also, where is the horror with the house? I feel like it. there wasn't enough creepiness in the house. He touched on it a little bit with them, like, bringing out, like, the Ouija board. Like, bringing out, like, the whole idea of, like, there's still stains on the carpet from when where the murders happened. Like, that's creepy. Why is that still on the floor? But, like, I feel like he was, he tried to set the house up as a character, and then the house character was not followed through with. Um, there was a part at the end where I was like, well, that was done well. That was very metaphorical, and I loved that part. But, like, he sets the house up, and then we don't go anywhere with it a little bit, I guess. No, it's the best way. It's a lot of it because he does set the house up as a character, like you said. I know it's supposed to be a very on-the-nose metaphor. The house is crumbling. The family's crumbling. We get it, Riley Sager. Um, (laughs) Sure. But it's very on. It's very on the surface. It's surface level metaphorical writing. Uh, it's like you said. Everything I agree with everything you said. I appreciate the added element of the uneasy feeling of living in this house that's slanting, that's creaking, that adds to the stakes. But he just didn't go enough into it. Right. And he could have gone just even a little bit farther where it would be like, you know, they heard sounds throughout the house or, or something. Like, we didn't even get that far. It was just pieces were crumbling. It was more of like the ocean was taking away the house versus the house taking away people or things within it, you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like there you could have done so much more with that. And it's like, if you are going to write, I don't know, if you are going to write that, just don't don't give it a character feelings and then not finish it yeah if you're gonna write a thriller book then make it thrilling and if you're going to make a house a character make it a thrilling character yeah for sure i did not like the 80s setting because i feel like he only used it so that they could not use phones or the internet other yeah, other yeah. than that, there was no reason for it being. It did not. It never felt like it was set in the. It never felt eighties, to me. No, no, because it was more like info dumped. Like, oh, there's a Walkman. Yeah. Okay, is the Walkman because she can't use her hands? Like, is that why we gave her one? Like, you know, like just. I don't know. I kind of felt like if it is the eighties, would there? like be more of it like we've got the Walkman and then we got the music on a record that was it like and Jessie apparently has like all her bracelets and she's dressed very loudly and bright with day glow colors and her hair is blah 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 really did you just like look up a google image and was like oh well there's Jessie right there there's Jessie <laughs> oh my goodness um let me see what's something else I didn't um I do feel like and this might be this might be a meat problem I did not like how air mixed everything was I felt like we were trying to tie too many things together to like make it make sense I don't I just we can talk about it more in the spoiler but like there were too many ties connecting every single player 
um, that I don't know if I agree with. Like, I don't think it helped the story. It was more of like a, oh, well, how did that come into play? I guess for me. Mother dislike Uh is I don't like men, male writers who try to write women's issues. So one of the themes in this book is, you know, it's the 20s. These women very much have no rights. Mm -hmm. Their father is oppressive and abusive and they can't leave the house. Um, you know, they have to look a certain way and they don't want to look that way. And they have this woman, Mrs. Baker, who's like their nanny or their governess or whatever. And she's like, you know, young ladies do A, B, C, and D. And he has, there's this whole theme about that. And when Mm -hmm. men do it, it is very, I'm going to say this phrase again, it's on the nose. They're not adding anything new to the narrative. They're not saying anything different because they do not know what it's like to be a woman. Riley Sager, I doubt, knows what it feels like to be oppressed and oppressed woman. And one of the reasons why this book doesn't work and why Verity did is because Colleen Hoover is a woman and she knew how to write women characters and he doesn't. Yeah. I think I agree with you. I think I, I there was there are too many pieces that were missing um, because it's like, you know, oh, it was like the blockbuster horror one that we read, you know, yeah. like that one same exact thing like you don't know how to write for women's feelings like you are we're too cookie cutter this is what we're supposed to be doing this is how we're supposed to feel and no that's not what's happening you know so i think i agree with you there with that um let's see i don't I'm trying to think if there's anything else that, like, I don't know if I like the, the, the cop, the cop, I was, I, I, I I didn't care for him. (laughs) He, like, it made sense a little bit for him to be, like, a family friend and him being like, hey, kid, like, what's going on here, you know? But then it kind of got to a point where I was like, I feel like this is just too much now. Like, now you just are just on the screen just to be on the, the well, on the page, if you will. I didn't really care for him. Yeah. And he was pointless. He, yeah. He didn't need to be there. Yeah. My last dislike is the ending. And of course, I'm not going to say anything because it's a spoiler, but I didn't like the ending. Yeah. That goes with my comment on everything kind of being too tied together, if you will. Just too... I don't feel like there was enough imagination left to the reader for us to decide how we feel about it. And I almost prefer that like, I almost prefer me not to know exactly what's going on, especially in a thriller or, you know, anything like that. Like, I want to be able to make the conclusion as to what happened. Like, leave out a piece. Mm-hmm. Let's speculate about that for a little bit. That would have been so much better. But, like, the last hundred pages, it was like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. What is going on? Like, <laughs> we're just pulling out people wherever we can, can't we? Like, <laughs> Yeah. This person was alive 70 years ago. Let's pull them back in. Or, oh, look at this person. You're going to have a very important role. Just watch. 
um, that's kind of all I had because it's like you can't really say a whole lot about what you didn't like without spoiling it. So like I don't want to. Yep. I don't want to go too far. All right. Well, let's go into likes. What did you like? I loved the gothic atmosphere. I do think that like the book did do a good job of like portraying this dark, dreary, like the house whole thing about like staying there how like you feel a certain way you feel like it's going to tell you something you feel like you're there for a purpose because others haven't been able to stay and all this like other stuff like I did like that part because that's what drew me into like okay what's going to happen to that I like the Lizzie Borden vibes that this book gave because I think it kind of gave the reader somewhere to start like it kind of gave us some I don't know what I'm trying to say here but it kind of gave us a frame of reference if you will yeah uh because you know Lenora and she has this song but if you didn't know anything about Lizzie Borden you'd be like okay whatever but because we know Lizzie Borden's story and how she was never convicted and she lived on imagine being the caregiver of Lizzie Borden I would be terrified to so understood how Kit felt being in that house and care caregiving for this woman who supposedly murdered yeah. her whole family. It's like, oh, that is creepy as hell. Like even living in that town, if we lived in that town with Lizzie Borden and her house is still there and everything, it would be creepy. So I understand that. And I kind of, I liked that he kind of gave us a frame of reference of, you know, the story behind the Hope family. Yeah. I do like, too, that we had, like, a flashbacks, if you will, yeah. to to what happened that day, you know, like, it, and we kind of got it in bits and pieces, and I did like that part of, of the storytelling, because I'm like, well, that, the whole entire time, I'm like, this woman doesn't speak, but yet she can type with her left hand, you know, or whatever it is, um, you know, when we're getting, like, bits and pieces, like, of her story, because she's wanting to talk to somebody, about what happened that day um and all that so I did like the fact that like the typewriter and like all of that being brought in I did like that um there was also another part which I found interesting so like we know that Kit has you know she was on probation because of something that happened before with another client right and so she gets brought back in and she's, she's like testing out is Lenora a murderer or is it someone within the house like what's going on here and so she does this like test with like the snow globe that happens and I just like in that moment I was like this girl could get fired but I'm here for it at the same time because it was like I almost felt like they were two of the same people just kind of perched together like who's gonna crack first I did like that scene a lot um like there were little there were parts of this book that I was like (laughs) (laughs) I agree with the flashbacks part I think that was far more interesting than the current story line I liked uh what was the Norris sister's name Virginia Virginia was an ass and I liked that Mm -hmm. Um, 
that that's really it. It's like none of these likes are like, oh my god, this um, was amazing. It's just like I guess this was okay. I guess their last name being Hope and the end of their and the house is called end and then it's like a metaphor for life. I guess I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we get to like the ending, which I mean, unfortunately, I can't give the like because it's a spoiler right now. There is one part of like the last hundred pages that I was like, I did not see that coming. And I did like that, but I can't say it because it's like, just like this little thing. And if I tell you, it's going to spoil everything. Like, <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So I, if you want to sneak around for our spoiling, that's yeah. what we're going to do. <laughs> My last like is, I guess, that I liked the comparisons between Kit and Lenora. I guess. Once it's borderline. It's, it's surface level. He doesn't yeah. really, really dig deep into that comparison. It's just like, here you, here you are, people. You're welcome. That's all it's I got. It's true. It's true. Like, I think I guess I wanted to talk about more of, like, what we can talk about because it's like you can't really... Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Like, you're well, going to have know. to stick around. You're just going to have to stick around with what we have to say. Because, yeah. 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 So. All right. Are they spoiled? Not yet. Thank you for joining us for the spoiler-free edition of Only One Left by Riley Sager. I do not think I'll be reading any more of his books. I don't like his writing style. I prefer other people. Like, I like Lucy Foley's writing style. I think she's a better writer. Uh, but you know, this was, this was a fun little experience. Now I can say that I've read one of his books mm -hmm. and our next month's selection is Divine Rivals by Rebecca Ross. So if you are leaving us before we enter the spoiler edition, thank you for joining us and we will catch you in the next podcast. If you are joining the spoiler edition, spoilers begin in five, four, three, two, one. Well do you know that I read this book last week and I've already forgotten who the murderer was? I don't even remember. No. Are you kidding me? I'm not okay. kidding. I forgot. I got you. I got you. So, <laughs> here we go. So, let's talk about uh, Lenora Hope hung her sister with a rope. No, she did not. Virginia hung herself because the girl was so depraved from she had a baby her dad took the baby away and she was like why should i live anymore so she hung herself okay <clears throat> stabbed her father with a knife no mama stabbed the daddy with the oh, knife the because she had had it okay okay and the mom took her own life okay. actually no then the mom was killed by virginia's dude which we come to find out mr ricky is kid's dad so was there any clues to that what the hell was that no. No, no, I'm like, how did this father, how is he even a character in this book? It just makes no sense. Like, because then that means that Kit is Virginia's, like, basically, like, relative in a way. If her dad would have stayed with her. Like, they, they're they connected, okay? Yeah. Um, and Miss Baker... Miss Baker took off with her baby, okay? Because she was getting banged by the dad and was like, I'm out, you see you later. Give me the kid, I'm going. 
So she went to Canada with Virginia's kid and died, basically. And so she's no longer alive. Lenora took Miss Baker's name because she up and went cross-country because she didn't want to be stuck in the house and basically told Virginia, like manipulated her, to believing that she was Lenora. And somehow that made her crippled and unable to speak because of how much devastation she had. What? No, she, she, it was from her hanging. No, but she was okay. She can talk. Didn't she have a stroke? Huh? Didn't she really have a stroke? No. Oh. That's all that, that was all a cover up. It was all a cover up. The doctors back in the 1928 or whatever had deemed her paralyzed because of the fact that she was so distraught that she basically willed her body not to move. And she's had to retrain her body. I think I was just like, I just like purposely what? just like put it out of my head because it was so ridiculous. I, right. I just. <laughs> I got, look it, it's fine. You know, and then the dad kills the old caregiver because she got onto his track. How did he get back in and push her over the edge? What? Girl, he's now killed know. two people, and he's living scotch free and looking at his daughter like, "But I love you, Kate. You're the best thing that ever happened to me, and I know that you didn't kill your mom. Um, it, what they're saying is not true. He's twisted. That man's twisted. First of all, and second of all, I don't think that they set it upright. No. Like we don't. We didn't know that Ricky was still inhabiting potentially that same neighborhood. No. Are you kidding? No. The only part about all of that intermixed web crap that happened that I liked was that Lenora Lenora literally convinces her sister, Virginia, to be Lenora because she knows that she is so distraught from losing her baby and having her whole entire life taken away from her in the middle of one night. Yeah. That she knew that she was so weak that she would accept that role. But in the end, who dies? Lenora dies. The real Lenora dies. And Kit's dad in the house. That scene right there, them holding hands, accepting that, like, we just need to not be anymore. This is what we need to do. You forgot to mention that Ricky and the chef were lovers. Girl, I was over it. Oh. I was yes. at that point I was like, okay, this Ricky was a three. This was a three until that. And I was like, I'm done. I'm done. Oh, he's banging anybody who as a whole is what it is. Like that's all that happened. He was a married man. Okay. First of all, he's a married dude. Right? Yeah. Did I get that right? Yes. Yeah, he's a married dude. Um his his woman is currently in a, what is it? Mental, uh, like an old folks home. An old folks home, living whatever, because she's like, I'm paying, I'm getting everything that's due to me. You guys screwed with me? I'm getting all of that money. Okay, cool. But then he's, he knocks up Virginia, and then he's begging Kenny. This man just can't keep it in his pants. What? <sighs> 
what I thought was dumb was that Virginia was the pregnant one, right? I'm I'm kind of confused. Whoever was pregnant. Virginia. Virginia. And Lenora ended up being the mean one. So it was Virginia the whole time who was the, who was the dreamer and yeah. She is pregnant, having an affair with this man, and nobody says boo. Mm-mm. His wife is just like, well, I guess. I guess you going down too. Like, that was weird. That was weird. Her mom totally knew. And what does her mom do? Comes up, basically goes over and is like, I'm just going to kill him. I'm killing him and I'm killing myself because I'm sick of it. What? Because she finds out what happens after Virginia has the baby. That's why Lenora had the knife, because she's going to go cut the umbilical cord of the baby. What? This whole family's twisted. So so twisted at the same, like, even if it was just those four family members, I feel like I could have gotten behind this book, right? Mm -hmm. It was the other stuff with Ricky that just kind of, it just killed it for me. It was way too... Way too clean, way too connected. Um, yeah, and I found it, like, and the one part with, like, her granddaughter being employed, what was her name? Jessie, I think, I don't know. Jessie, yeah. That I found interesting because Jessie also played the role of, like, I'm not going to tell anybody. So she's lip-sealed. That makes sense to me. The girl's living at the house. She chose to be there. Mm-hmm. Like, I get that. But this other dude? Really? Why is he? Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't a fan. Yeah, the writing wasn't great. Like I said, I've read... If you're going to have a cast of characters who are potential murderers, they need to have... I mean, they, I guess they all have motive. Right. But they also need to have substance. Mm-hmm. that's why I like Lucy Foley's books I've read all of her books and she does the classic Ag- Agatha Christie we're all here we're all stuck together on this island in this house in this apartment wherever any one of us can be the murderer here are all the clues you figure it out and she puts it all there for you you just have to pay attention yeah. this guy has rando cops this dad who is on the page twice and we're just supposed to know that he changed his name like okay like uh-huh. it's just it, all of the characters don't even even the 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 guards guy the landscaper oh, guy harder yeah his little point in the story oh she might be my grandma was stupid it was and the chef being there why did the chef need to be there he didn't stupid yeah. like I mean, it was her best friend, I guess. Like, it was but her best still. friend. Was like, I'm let her go down alone. Whatever. But I'm just like... Still. I know. You know, the one part I did like, like, with Kit and, like, her mom and that whole situation about how, like, people get to such a point where they are just miserable and they're in so much pain that they should have the availability to do, like, make their choices on their own, essentially. You know, that part, because at first I was like, oh, did she act, like, is she just stupid? Like, did she just accidentally leave it out because she was tired or whatever? But no, she listened because that's what her mom asked her to do, and her mom OD'd. 
you know. That was the only, then, like, good, I won't say good part, but it was the only well-written part. Right. Right, because it was different, you know? It was different. Like, she know, she had guilt for being the one to say, okay, you know? And so she's dealing with that guilt inside. So that's why I think, you know, he tried to pair Lenora and her together because Lenora had, well, Virginia, if you will, has guilt because she wished she would have stood up faster, you know, and didn't just let this mm-hmm. be her or whatever. So... But yeah, I I will not be reading another one. Can I'm we just... can we get back to one more thing that I just realized yeah. we were talking about unimportant characters? What was the point of the twenty year old guy she was banging? Oh, why was he there? Oh, because he then he hops over the fence and he's just going to you know cause havoc at the house. That's looking for a goat and all this stuff. Pointless. Again, I, Pointless. I was going somewhere. What was that about? He had too much screen time. He didn't need to have those. <laughs> and then the old maid and all of her stuff, like that part was weird because like her clothes were still there, you know, and like she's living in this room where this woman's stuff is all here, you know, but at the same time. Did you catch the green eyed comments? No. When she went to go visit Beatrice or whatever her name was? No. I caught that. I was like, okay, well, there's your big clue. I personally thought that was a little too obvious. I was like, really? Because she kept making, she kept, she kept, or was it her eyes blue? Some, her eyes were, Lenora's yeah. eyes were green. And she kept saying, oh, yes. the, the the picture has green eyes. The picture, the green eyes, the green eyes. And, the old, and then she goes to visit old girl in the old, old folks home. And she's like, I hated those blue eyes. And I'm like, really? Riley yes. Sager, it, hello. Clearly, that's not, they're not talking about the same person. <laughs> right, right, right. No, I did catch the eye part after. Because I was like, oh, there it is. Like, she just figured it out. Like, it, you figured out that, like, Lenora's not Lenora. But you didn't figure out who, who did the murders. I did find it interesting, though, that Lenora was kind of in her... The real Lenora, Miss Baker, was in her own world. That woman was in her own warped world of, like, she has to come back to play out this thing until her sister dies. Um, but she's just a drunk and just living off of whatever. Um, so, yeah. Just weird. Yeah. Just weird. That's all I have to say. I got nothing else. Me neither, girl. Mm-mm. This book, like the waiting list on this book, was ten years long, and Ashley and I scammed the system. So I put this book on hold a couple of months ago, just because I was like, "Well, everyone's talking about this book. I'm just gonna put it on hold." And it just so happened to come in when we decided we were gonna read this book. And I was like, Ashley, just take my Libby login. And I gave yep. I gave her my Libby login because she, I was like, girl, we not paying for this. And that's how we scam the system to get the book. Seriously. Seriously. And we both read it in like no time either. Yeah, it was pretty quick. It was super super. <laughs> oh my goodness. So. All right. Well, if you have nothing else, Ashley... Thank you for joining us for this spoiler edition of Only One Left by Riley Sager, Sager, Seeger, whatever. 
and we will catch you in the next podcast. Bye-bye.